And we are back on the air for our weekly live chat with Jason Spies. And it is wonderful to talk to him, as always. How are you doing today? Excellent. How are you doing today, this Memorial Weekend, as it be? Right. I'm pretty stoked about today's weather. It looks like it should be sunshiny. I'm kind of hoping that the forecast is lying and that Monday is going to be nice and sunshiny, too. But we'll see. We shall see. Yeah, in the crude life this weekend, what we've done is done more of a kind of a, a past in review as opposed to week in review. We're going to be doing some of the barbecue tricks and interviews and tips and all kinds of different things kind of for this weekend. So it's going to be a barbecue-themed edition for the crude life. Of course, oil and gas, very synonymous with barbecue as well as community events and fundraisers. So Kind of some fun interviews. Uh, one, just you know, straight up tips. Another one we had is with uh, a Make a Wish North Dakota recipient. Uh, she received a wish at the Bach and Barbecue, which I happened to MC, and it was uh, it was great. Nice interview. She got to talk about the event going to Scotland. So there's that. And then we have a gentleman, Junior Ureus, who uh, was a champion on that barbecue pitmasters show, the one you see on television. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I guess kind of. I don't really watch TV all that much. Well, it's been around for a decade or something like that. It's, uh, and I, I know when I asked the question, I said, "Is that the one that I see on hotels when I go to hotels?" Because that's really the only place I watch TV is hotel rooms. But uh, he he won the championship with a regular grill, and uh, so that was kind of exciting. But so it's a little bit of barbecue themed oil and gas. Uh, connection of a program with the crude life this weekend uh, as far as some current news happening there is an interesting development that happened in the Bakken in the last week three weeks ago in Texas the Railroad Commission the Texas Railroad Commission they met to talk about whether to control production and so on one hand, you know, you're talking about, oh, my goodness, government's going to step in and control production. Well, on the other hand, you know, it's kind of what they do with ag. It's kind of what they did back in the 70s. So there is historicals here on this before we get over to the polarizing sides. Uh, this has been done before. Now, in the Bakken, it's a little bit different. Um, so this is a little bit different discussion. On May 20th, so two days ago, they had a public meeting where they you know they heard from different sides different companies different uh, mineral holders if you will uh, people that were involved with whether the state should step in and control production so it's it's interesting because on a crude life we've been having this talk for about a month now where when the bailouts started happening initially in fact i think the oil and gas industry the talk of the bailouts were there first because the oil and gas industry was the first one to get hit i know people say the restaurant industry was and in america they were but globally which the oil and gas industry is they were the first ones to get hurt before the the, the restaurants and the retail and so when that, that that was going on, excuse me, I kind of lost my train of thought there for a second, but um, I get it, I get it. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> here, here, see, I, I get I get caught up and I trip myself on different things. 
Uh, the production side of things. So w when the bailouts first came out, the talk of it, uh, Mike Summers, he's the president of API. Uh, he came out immediately and said, absolutely not. So this was like mid early March, I want to say. Well, then, you know, the, the bailouts happen at the end of March and the first part of April is when that uh, uh, first CARES Act came out with the PPP checks and et cetera. So the energy industry had already been talking about these bailouts and the old school kind of way of thought was absolutely not. Government stay out, let the free market. And in North Dakota, it's really interesting because I want to say like 90, 95, 97% is, you know, uh, private mineral rights and You've got, you know, you've got about 20 to 30 percent of the uh, Native Americans and the reservation in there included. But for the most part, there's not a lot of federal lands. There's not a lot of state owned lands that have these minerals. It's a lot of private business. That's why they used to say we're open for business. So to have the, the state step in and, and do this, you know, it's a little bit different and it's a change, you know, on the other side of the spectrum, you've got Parsley Energy, a big company down in Texas, Houston, Texas. Their CEO, Matt Gallagher, who's a younger guy, uh, by younger, my guess is he's probably in his mid-30s by, by the look of him. I've never met him. Uh, he's scheduled to be on the program uh, sometime this month. And so we'll find out a little bit more. But he was talking about, you know, whether the state should intervene, whether the government should intervene. So I think what's really interesting, what's going on in the oil and gas industry, is that conversation of whether it should be controlled by the state for production. And that's a completely different dynamic, mindset, ideology, than what the oil and gas industry has seen for the last, I don't know, whatever, 50 years. And so we're talking a couple generations that are not used to this. So it is it is a big change that's going on. North Dakota just had the meeting on Wednesday for public comment. So the conversation is happening a lot more than it is in the media. Let's put it that way. Uh, this this is a conversation that probably should be happening more in the media because if the oil and gas industry does away with the opportunities in the marketplace, then that's going to change the economy incredibly. And if you want to know what I'm talking about, just sit down and talk to any farmer. Talk to a farmer about how subsidies has completely changed farming. And they'll tell you that if you don't plant soy, corn, or what's the other one? Um, let's see, there's soybeans and there's corn. And uh, I suppose, I don't know, whatever the, the other GMO is, that you're probably not going to get much in the market. So th there's a big push from subsidies to control the marketplace. And if that happens in the oil and gas industry, that's a huge change. And whether it's right or wrong is irrelevant because it's happening. The conversations are, are happening right now at the state level. So when the states are going to step in, control production, you know, it's, it's, it's a different set of rules. A little more security, less freedom less freedom in the marketplace, less companies can compete. Uh, fewer companies will have the business and that's just how it goes. So that's what's going on in the oil and gas industry. Interesting times actually, um, you know, in the terms of small business, in the terms of big business, 
in the terms of mineral rights, what's going to happen. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of pros and cons on both sides. You know, state steps in, you're probably going to have a little bit more control over the flaring, a little bit more control over the emissions reduction, which is good news for mineral owners. Then they get paid. Some right. some of these mineral owners don't get paid on the flared gas. Think about that. So you, you got, you know, these flared gas getting uh, 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 just burned in the atmosphere and no one's getting paid on it. It's still a mineral. So it's, um, anyway, a lot, lot to iron out. Attorneys will stay busy, that's for sure. Good time to be an attorney. By the way, one of four industries making money right now, attorneys. Oh? Yeah. That's not surprising, unfortunately. No, well, there's a lot of lawsuits. You, you're going to want to keep an eye on insurance, though. Um, the, you know, we'll mark my word by August 15th, and you can mark it on your calendar. By August 15th, we, we will be talking about one of the biggest bailouts for the insurance industry in the history of the United States. Mark my word. And the reason I say that is when that PPP money runs out at the end of July, there's going to be a lot of people that um, are going to be without insurance when they get laid off. And so whatever the amount of time it runs out, you know, you're talking about September uh, you're going to have about 30 million Americans looking for insurance because they were paid for by their employer before. And that's an issue nobody's talking about yet. So here you go. And in the spirit of the North Dakota nomad and the shale play profit, here you go. There's a conversation that when you are around at the end of the summer, when you start hearing about the insurance industry, this is what we're talking about is this problem right here. You always have such such an interesting. I, I guess I never I never even considered those things. Well, really, when you look at what's going to happen in the insurance industry, for one, you've got restaurants ready to put their claims in. Okay, they're the restaurants, and they're already starting. Texas Cheesecake Factory's already started, so you're going to have a just an enormous amount of claims, lawsuits, and and that sort of thing happening from the restaurant industry at one time. The oil and gas industry has already started, too. The force majeure has already started. So you're going to have two industries putting claims in, making lawsuits at one time. And then, you know, you're going to have the other side, the domestic side. So you're going to have the commercial side. Then you're going to have the domestic side. It's, it, it, it's going to be new problems. And so when people say we didn't see it coming, well, some did. A lot did, actually. But those who choose not to see it coming won't see it coming. But here we are talking about it. So those people who are aware of it, well, probably start doing something about it now because I, I, I don't see how that's not going to become a nexus and a cross-section come July when the PPP runs out. I mean, go talk to business owners. There's a lot of business owners that are not opening their doors once the PPP uh, runs out, once that Paycheck Protection Plan runs out. They, they can't afford to. They can barely afford to do it now. And if it wasn't for that, that bailout money, they, they would have laid their employees off. And that's why we talked about last week where really a lot of those businesses that, that got the uh, PPP CARES money just became satellite offices for uh, the unemployment offices. And it's not a fun topic, but at the same time, uh, again, it, this is a very difficult time we're living in. 
And for those people who have run businesses before and had businesses before, understand how difficult it is to run it without having 50% occupancy regulations and new added costs and just all these different, just unenjoyable um, amenities. I mean, think about all the unenjoyable amenities that are now offered to businesses and they act like they're doing the businesses a favor. It's, it's very odd to me what's going on here. Just very odd leadership, very odd times we're living in. And um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it was something to get a little bit passionate for a while. But then again, when you take a step back and you really look at what's going on, um, it's quite a shift we're going through. It is a shift. There's no question about it. There's a shift. It's going to be a completely different world next year at this time. Probably not even imagine. We'll just we'll just have to wait it out and see where it goes. I guess. Well, what else can you do, right? Yeah. And it's like the great philosopher George Carlin said: "America's the freak show." So sit back and enjoy the front row seat. You know, <laughs> you know, the great philosopher George Carlin, right? So. Oh yeah, the great. Yeah. Well, you enjoy your Memorial Weekend. The Crudelife dot com for interviews and other information. We always have going on there. Uh, we're going to be posting the barbecue interviews in their entirety all weekend long. So if you'd like to be a part of our social media, check us out on the LinkedIn, the YouTubes, even the Facebooks. We're on all those different things. Not on the Instagram yet as we're slowly but surely, you know, getting with the times. We're just not sexy and hip and cool enough here at The Crude Life yet to be on Instagram uh, or Instantgram as I like to call it around my kids. Uh, Maybe so that, the IG world just isn't ready for you yet. Well, I'm too cool for it, right? It's like I'm too young, I think. I'm I'm I must be too young for it. That's how I look at it. You know, it's you know, we're 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 a trendsetter. Oh yeah. Yeah, the stuff is so so old it's cool again. That sort of thing. That's 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 all we got going for us is that. So we just, you know, we'll we'll ride the wave till the till the wave's done and and then like I think that's the accepted meaning for the term vintage now. So old it's cool again. Well, that, that's that's what we've been clinging on to. Absolutely. Right. I mean, hey, you know, sometimes when things are floating around, you got to grab onto what you can. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, um, you know, whether it's hair or, you know, cool, it's uh, it's how she goes. But uh, anywho, uh, check us out. Like I said, all weekend long, we're going to be doing the, the uh, barbecue interviews and, of course, uh, the Crude Life Weekend Review program that you can hear on this radio station you're listening to, of course, will be tips and tricks and all kinds of barbecue secrets and fun interviews through the years at the crude life. So uh, I'm looking at the clock and we're at quarter of, so we shall talk to you next week. Sounds great. Thank you so much, Jason.